unfortunately, we can't make other people be successful. We can get into partnerships and do our best to make the partnerships work. But at the end of the day, the other person's success is dependent on them and their mindset and their beliefs around success. Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Dries. Don't forget to join me every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for my Monday Mindset Reset. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up now. On today's episode, we have an amazing human being with me, Aaron Hale, veteran, 44 years old. I believe he's down in Florida these days. Father of three boys and twins, real estate investor, entrepreneur, and a guy who likes to run really, really far when it's really, really hot. Um, champion of the uh, <laughs> champion because you completed it, right? The bad water race. Aaron, how are you I'm doing, doing today? Great, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Well, so was the bad water, what is it, 100 miles in Death Valley? 135. 135. What time of year is that? It's July 4th through the 6th. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. There's one foot in front of the other, right? Yeah, it's pretty hot, pretty far, and a whole bunch of hills in between. <laughs> wow, that's an entirely different conversation. Um, so, how can I help you today? Like, what would you want some coaching on? What should we talk well, about? First, I am the blindest, deafest guy with shiny object syndrome. Uh, I think I've got it narrowed down, but uh, like you kind of mentioned, alluded to in the beginning of the introduction, you know, I, my wife and I started a fudge company, and then we took the you know, proceeds from the fudge company. We started investing in real estate, and I really love real estate. In fact, I love every aspect of it, uh, and I want to do all of it. But of course, we got to niche down a little bit. But one of the things is because I'm totally blind. Uh, uh, very limited in some of the things I can do. So I lean on on my wife for a few things. And I also uh, started uh, a partnership with a fellow wounded veteran friend of mine. And uh, between my wife and I, we started uh, a few uh, short-term rentals and we're starting to build that up as well with my uh, military partner, we, we started doing wholesaling and also doing some fix and flip type projects as well in the Florida Panhandle. The problem being is that besides that, the Fudge Company and starting a podcast, I'm spreading myself a bit thin attention wise. And unfortunately, uh, there are... Uh, you know, a few hiccups that I really do need to pay more attention to when it comes to like the wholesaling business uh, and, and the fix and flip projects. We got ourselves into a pretty, pretty, pretty deep with a few projects. And unfortunately, we, we, we didn't manage the contractor very well. We didn't, um, the wholesaling uh, side isn't generating any revenue. And some of that has quite a bit to do with both of our injuries. Me not, not okay. being able to you know, jump in a car and go on an appointment. 
and uh, for my partner. Unfortunately, he's got uh, some some memory issues and some uh, you know, things related to you know, IED blast, TBI, that kind of thing. And it okay. just I've, I've leaned on him far too much and experience just uh, expected far too much from from both my wife and my my uh, my partner. So what I'm trying to do now is figure out how to hire a ride and you know, try to get perhaps all th- three of us fired from a few of the uh, seats on the bus, so to speak. Okay. Thank you for sharing the situation. What is your question? <laughs> well... Uh, there's a few questions there. One being, uh, what's the what's the first step when we should should I be focusing on one aspect, say cutting out the fix and flip and just doing the wholesaling? Should we cut that out entirely and just focus on the short term, long term, or just short term rental? Uh, portfolio that we, my wife and I started building, or is this you know, not too much, too too many different uh, you know, angles to pursue, where I can maintain the partnership and this you know, portfolio or merge it somehow? Are these projects like are they making money? Like the the fudge company or the flips or like what what is making money and what isn't making money? Right now, uh, what is making money are short term rentals. They're doing pretty well. Okay. Okay. And the fix and flip in the wholesale business is not performing at the level you want because you need a resource you don't currently have. That's what you're saying. Bandwidth, time, skill set. It. I think it could be. Yeah. Uh, I believe it could work uh, with better systems and foundations in in place and personnel. Okay. So let's say, for example, you were to, over the next 90 days, actually, no, let's say through the end of this year, you know, it's, it's we're coming up in the middle of August right now. So through the end of this year, if you focus simply on the fix, uh, f- if you focused only on short-term rentals, and you used whatever resources you had towards short-term rentals, what could you generate this year, the next five months? Uh, I'm not one for putting limits on things, but uh, <laughs> I believe we could we could add 20 to 30 units, uh, maybe even more. Okay. Uh, we're actually looking into doing the small you know, boutique ho- Airbnb hotel type thing. So we've even seen a, you know, a few of the you know, you know, potential properties that would be great. And, and like I said, it could be three or four units. It could be 20, 40, 50. Okay. Okay. So we have an optimist like me. Yeah. So now if we think about splitting your time between short-term rentals and then also doing some fix and flip and wholesale, if you were to... Combine fix and flip and wholesale, 
as well as hiring some resources you need in that side of the business, what would that change the STR business to to the end of the year? More or less same. I think because uh, the thing is with with all of that is it it's all maybe a longer stream of one uh, process. So we're like doing the burr strategy, burr stir, you know, uh, you know, finding them off market, fixing them up, turning them into short term rentals. However, that maybe more bandwidth you know, required than we need. Maybe we just rely on uh, someone else to find our deals and cut out that wholesale side, the, the deal finding side, get outsource that. Uh, or maybe we don't need to fix them up and force the appreciation. Uh, but I really do. That's part. That's one of my favorite parts of it is turning these projects around. So, uh, when it comes to fix and flip, it's, uh, I think the best option there is, you know, it was, it was a decision tree. Uh, we, we find these off market deals. Are they good enough for, uh, a short term rental? Maybe not. Uh, we get a deal, a contract. So maybe we, they're good enough to flip and sell off. And then we will go down that if they're not good enough for you know meet our criteria for a fix and flip maybe they're good to assign so go down that avenue maybe it's just limiting those those contracts so that we you know limiting the buy box so to speak okay and so if you limit the buy box because there's all the things you could do but it sounds like you can continue your process of finding deals and the short-term rental process. And if you see opportunities for fix and flip or wholesale, you could decide then if you want to do that or leverage those out to someone else or give it to another investor. That's right. right. It's, you know, making, you know, limiting the decisions on the decision tree. Uh, because like I said, they all sound great when I focus on them just long enough. Yeah, I love wholesaling because it's very simple, very straightforward, cut and dry. Market, get a contract and sell it off for an assignment fee. But then I love fix and flip because it's in between. And then of course the the burr model is probably my favorite just because we get to keep them in our, you know, we do the fix and flip and remodel all that, but we get to keep them in our portfolio for that long term. Uh, uh, appreciation and cash flow. Okay. The other factor here is that uh, you know, my partner is a good friend. He's a dear friend and brother. Uh, and part of the reason for entering into this partnership was to teach him you know, how to you know, take care of him, you know, secure his future for him and his, his uh his two kids, he's a single dad. And I wanted to you know, give him this gift of uh, entrepreneurship and this business. The only problem is it's just not working out as quickly as or as well as I was hoping it, it would. And I'd really like to find a way to make it succeed. Uh, so it's not just my own personal portfolio, personal well-being, not just my family. Uh, but it might not be in line. His 
uh, his track might not exactly be the same as mine, if I've made that clear. Yes, and that is admirable to, to help the dear friend. Unfortunately, we can't make other people be successful. We can get into partnerships and do our best to make the partnerships work, but at the end of the day, the other person's success is dependent on them and their mindset and their beliefs around success. Of course, you're right. So if this isn't working, we can't, we can't, you know, we can't sacrifice yourself in the process. Which has been happening for the last year and a half, longer. Okay. So this strategy to hit this target is not working. So what should be done? Well, there's certainly some serious talks ahead. So you can either change, you can change the, you can change the target. Right. You or you can change the strategy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, because the, the, the strategy had been this, it's not working. Um, maybe the, you know, maybe there's a different way to mentor and support him. But we got to, because the, the more grounded you were, um, and you, the more the more stable and successful and grounded you are, the better you're going to be helping. If you take him down with you, that's not going to help anybody. That's right. So maybe there needs to be a different approach to that process, and maybe it's he works for you in something instead of a partnership. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of opportunities there, and I'm pretty creative with that. Yeah. You know, because the, the partnership we want to make, if the, if the partner isn't bringing what their side, then you are carrying more and it's not going to work. It's not balanced. Right. There's not an alignment. So I'll focus more in on, uh, you know, our portfolio growing what is essentially the family business and okay. bring him, bring him into that in some sort of capacity. Okay. Excellent. Does that help? Well, uh, any tips on successful podcast? I don't know. My tips on successful podcast. All the tips I've heard is don't stop. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan's on episode what? 2000. I think I, I, the, everything I hear about podcast success, it's really a battle of attrition. <laughs> Whoever doesn't stop keeps going. So I would say, I would say don't stop. I would also say do the right amount of episodes. You know, one episode a day isn't necessarily going to be more successful than one episode a month. So I would say follow your excitement and talk about what you want to talk about because Sometimes when we start to do something like a podcast, we can be thinking, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to do to be mm -hmm. successful. And what you're supposed to do is probably different than what you are excited about. They may be the same, but usually there's a difference. And I would say try to follow your excitement as best you can in that, in that creation, creative direction because that's usually a good indicator of intuition is excitement.
well, so far, uh, every episode I've done is pretty exciting, and I'm enjoying it. Was away. Then my advice is to don't stop. <laughs> well, no plans on stopping anytime soon. Uh, I'm just hoping uh, uh, I can get it to grow and, and be successful. And um, it's it's a great way to share others' experiences and and mine along the way. What I've learned and one of my favorite things to do is teach. Yeah, that's part of my role in the military. Half half my job was teaching others how to fill my boots when I you know, was promoted or left. And yeah. one of my favorite things to do was the, the, the training part. So now I've kind of converted that into like, like my partnership, now the podcast. I, uh, I, I love teaching and sharing my experiences. So uh, all of this is a, a terrific adventure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Then let's keep going. And we'll check in with you later. All right, Darren, are you good? Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Well, it was great to connect with you today. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And thanks for watching the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees. Don't forget, go to freeintrosession.com to get your own complimentary introductory coaching session. And I will see you on next the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock central. I'll see you there.